podcast. Hele rare jonge hosts, David en Marco. Greetings, salutations and all that jazz. From sunny Orlando, Florida, the city beautiful, this is the Pack Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, David Pack, and with me as always is my brother Michael. Yes, hello everybody out there in podcast land. Thank you for listening. All right, well today's episode is brought to you by, boy there's so many things that can be brought to you by. One thing that I'm really into right now are the Werther's Original um, Popcorn Caramel-type popcorn. Yes, this is a very tasty treat, a good dessert, very buttery. It's like a Werther's Original, but caramel corn, but with Werther's Original. Yeah, if you've ever been to the Caramel Cooch uh, store in Epcot, is it Germany where they're hanging out I at? think it's the German um, Pavilion, yeah. You go in there, and they've got all kinds of caramel apples you can get, and caramels, and they have caramel popcorn. It's served warm there, and it's really good, but this is... Probably the closest you can get to without actually being there. Right. You get to save the cost of an Epcot admission and the effort of walking around the World Showcase. It's right there in your grocer's aisle, and it's a good snack. Yeah, so I uh, highly recommend it. Very rich. If you yeah. eat the whole bag, you will not be okay. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, I think this is our last um, PSA episode. Yes, we've gone through quite a few Back with Mr. Yuck, and then through what Smokey Bear, yeah, Woodsy mm-hmm. Owl, yeah, a couple other like regular ABC mm-hmm. cartoons like the Time for Timer, Time for Timer, and stuff like that. Right. So it's been a while. Maybe we beat a dead horse here. I don't know. Well, we've done enough, certainly. Yeah, uh, but there's one we cannot leave out, and it was obvious staring us right in the face, and it's McGruff. Yes, the crime dog. McGruff the crime dog. So uh, let me start with just a little bit of history about McGruff. Um, the decades prior to his creation, there was an increase in public concern over crime. This is harkening back to the 60s. Riots were breaking out across the U.S. People were protesting. You got public figures like Kennedy and Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X getting assassinated. So High-profile crimes. Yeah, so... Uh, Barry Goldwater, he got the nomination to be the Republican candidate. Um, and he positioned crime as one of the biggest issues facing the nation. He ended up, of course, losing to Lyndon Johnson, but right. the issue of crime didn't stop there. In 65, Johnson formed the President's Commission on Law Enforcement and Administration of Justice to probe fully and deeply into the problems of crime in our nation. So after two years and two and a half million dollars, the commission delivered its report called The Challenge of Crime in a Free Society. Hmm. And in 67, this influenced the Crime Control and Safe Streets Act of 68. That gave $300 million to local police for more personnel and equipment. And when when Nixon came to power, he decided to go on the war on poverty. He kind of left that behind to the war on crime. Despite those attempts, crime continued to raise. Right. I mean, $300 million, that's a lot of money today. In the 60s, that was a whole lot of money. Right. And crime didn't stop. You started having serial killers and all kinds of things were going on. Right. So the Ad Council, who were responsible for so many of these PSAs, right. they were approached by the Department of Justice in 1977 to create a public campaign to engage the public in reducing crime. And the FBI director recommended a campaign playing on fears 
to convince citizens to take personal safety steps. Okay, to watch out for yourself. It's a very dangerous world out there. Right, fear-based, which is, you know, a lot of PSAs sometimes are fear-based. But yeah. um, the Ad Council wasn't interested in that. They wanted uh, a more, um, they prayed people would be ignored by it because they were already frightened. So there's no need to frighten So don't, you can't, <laughs> they're scared. Scaring them more is not going to work. Right. So uh, Leo Perlis, who's a member of the Ad Council's Public Policy Committee, heard the proposal. He liked the idea of a crime campaign, so he met with FBI Director Clarence Kelly, head of the National Council on Crime and Delinquency, board member of the National Sheriff's Association, and they formed a coalition to direct the ad campaign. The ad campaign was given to Dancer Fitzgerald Sample, which I don't know where ad companies get their names, just the last names of the people or whatever, but, right. you know. Uh, McMahon and Tate. Sterling <laughs> <laughs> Kruber, Dave Price. Exactly. Right. So this is uh, uh, the one here that did this one. Was Dancer Dan Fitzgerald. Sample. Sample. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they previously worked with on the Keep America Beautiful campaign. Okay. Sure. So in February of 79, they, the board of directors had a meeting where they and the public officials met and listened to the data that Dancer Fitzgerald Sample had compiled. They had conducted focus groups in a lot of cities to determine public perception of crime. And the focus groups found that the public believed police should be the ones to prevent crime, but that they were unwilling to pay more taxes to support more officers. So they wanted to say that what would be useful would be a campaign that would emphasize individual actions and reduce crime, but offer easily accessible opportunities for people to participate. Okay, well that's a good idea. So that task was given to Jack Keel who is the executive president, vice president, and creative director of Dancer Fitzgerald Sample. Keel, thinking of Smokey Bear, came up with the idea of an animal mascot. Well, see, it was a good idea. And he came up with a slogan. I bet you can guess what it is. Take a bite out of crime. Take a bite out of crime. So he settled upon the idea of a dog. His first version was a Snoopy look-alike, wearing a Keystone cap hat. Oh, weird. Yeah. And he showed it to the creative team, and they said he would not be taken seriously. So he gave them a day to come up with a new version. <laughs> One day? Wow. Yep. So he had five teams of two, a copywriter and art director, produce proposals. The rejected proposals included a bulldog version of J. Edgar Hoover. Okay. A golden retriever. An aggressive-looking deputy dog. And a mongrel who became a wonder dog. <laughs> okay. That's weird. Like a Superman-type story? Uh-huh. Okay. The proposal he did select, which had gone to become... McGruff, the crime dog, was a talking dog in a trench coat. He was <laughs> described as, quote, he is tired, he has seen the world, and epitomized all the detectives we have seen, from Raymond Chandler to Dashiell Hammett and even Columbo. Okay. <laughs> well, he had the trench coat. That's a very detective thing to do. So Keogh loved it. He showed it to the Department of Justice. They were less enthused. They didn't want a talking dog to be their spokesperson for crime, <laughs> crime prevention. I could see why. Yeah. In 1979, the Law Enforcement Assistance Administration, who was created by Johnson, was being criticized for its wastefulness, prompting Cardia to shut down the program. Uh, the public safety outreach part of the LEAA was one of the few programs that was saved, and that was tasked with tasked with dismantling the LEAA, he saw the value in the public outreach effort, and so he gave them money to go ahead with it. So that saved McGruff. 
Yeah. Or what became McGruff. They were criticized saying, why are they putting good money into a talking dog? <laughs> it's a fair question. But to be fair, also to them, some of the advertisements had already been distributed and were ready to run. Okay, so it was sunk cost at that point. Yeah, so in November of 79, the dog was introduced at a press conference in New York with a slogan, Take a Bite Out of Crime. And eight months later, in July of 1980, a nationwide contest to name the dog was concluded. Oh, okay. So he didn't have a name at that time. Weird. Uh, McGruff the Crime Dog was selected as the winner. Was there, were there no other options? There, there were other options. Uh, he was almost called Sherlock Bones. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yikes. And Sherlocked Holmes. I don't get it. Like you, your home is sure and locked up. <laughs> oh, gosh. Sure locked homes. Okay, great. Yeah, uh, those are the run-ups. So the, but the winner was an officer in the New Orleans Police Department. Oh, okay. Came up with McGruff. Uh, so McGruff, here he is. The first ad council campaign independently evaluated just to see how effective he was. The University of Denver was given a grant of $900,000 by the Justice Department to evaluate the campaign. And what was found was that the media response was excellent. More than $100 million of ad time and space had been donated by mid-1981. Wow. I remember the commercials, I mean, from as a kid. Oh, yeah, and we'll go into some of them. It made McGruff one of the most popular ad council campaigns ever. As a result of the advertisements, over a million free booklets had been distributed. And another 250,000 were purchased by the government printing office. Hmm. Army printed 300,000 for their own as well. And we'll go into a little bit more about how effective it was in a little bit. But I thought it would be a good time to check out maybe one of the commercials. I think it's a great idea. All right. Well, let's check this one out here. McGruff, the crime dog here. Tony thinks he's going to walk home alone. Tony is wrong. it was his friends, because teenagers are the victims of over 2,000 violent crimes by strangers every day. You can help stop it. Learn to protect yourself and your friends. Find out more. Write to McGruff, the crime dog, and help take a bite out of crime. All right. That's definitely it. Yep. There you got McGruff. He's in his uh, trench coat, got the gravelly voice, and... He's warning about teenage crime in this ad. There were several different ads. Right. And it, he has a paper that kind of shows the, the statistic of how many teens are getting assaulted every day. 2,000. That's a lot, right? Yeah, I know. So uh, who does the voice of McGruff? I, um, I'm not sure. Well, I, I wouldn't expect you to know it. It's okay. It's Jack Keel, the uh, ad person who created him. <laughs> okay, wow. Just... And nobody can do it better than me. <laughs> That's right. I thought it was kind of odd, too. He just went ahead and voiced him. Okay, well, you know, it worked, I guess. Okay, this is another one. This is, I think, maybe the third one that they created. It's called the Gill Straps. And it's to warn people about, uh, well, you'll see. It's about stealing when people are moving, among other things. You know, the gill straps aren't really moving, but they're being robbed. These crooks know the gill straps are out of town, so they're trying to move the gill straps permanently. They figure they look like movers, they act like movers, so who's gonna know? The Joneses. They know. Dad, aren't the gill straps in Toledo? I think they're being robbed. Should we call the police? Call the police. 
See, the Joneses know if they don't tell the cops now, the gill straps will have to tell them later. Uh, hello, this is Harry. Meanwhile, these fellas are eating lunch, oh, about a block away. Hey, hot pastrami. That looks very good. Okay, but you get it. It's the gill straps. And what it does is basically saying you need to go ahead and be, once again, kind of emphasizing people taking personal action over some of this stuff. Right, so kind of be aware of your surroundings, be a good neighbor, almost like a neighborhood watch type thing, where if you see something, say something. Right, and there are other ones here. I've got one if you want to see on kidnapping. Um, that was, you know, to me, that seemed to be really emphasized and emphasized during the 80s. Kids were getting kidnapped, be careful of kidnapping and stranger danger and all that. All right, well, let's, let's go ahead and see a little bit of this one anyway. This is about kidnapping. Uh, that's Jenny, but that's not Jenny's dad. If she gets into that car, that may be the last time you'll see Jenny. I'm McGruff, the crime dog. See those kids? Every day in this country, 60 kids disappear. Some run away, but a lot are kidnapped by strangers, or even by people they know. So write to McGruff and teach your kids to protect themselves. Help uh, take a bite out of crime. I remember that. I remember that commercial. Yeah, had them little production values of everyone disappearing. Right, disappearing and these little bikes falling over. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, almost like a homemade Twilight Zone yeah, episode. Yeah, almost like a homemade movie. Maybe a little bit better production values, though. Who knows? I would hope. Um, but did you know that McGruff can sing? <laughs> no, I didn't know McGruff could well, sing. Then maybe this will refresh your memory a little bit. McGruff here. I want you to learn a song that tells people to say no to drugs. Users are losers and losers are users. So don't use drugs. Don't use drugs. Winners don't use and users don't win. So don't use drugs. Don't use drugs. If you know a user, even part of the time. I remember that song now, but I didn't, I didn't have it in my head as a McGruff song. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, but clearly it says take a bite of the crime, and that's a dead giveaway. Yeah, I know. Now, not a lot of people know this. Did you know that McGruff released an album? <laughs> no, I did not know he released a whole album. He did release a whole album. On side one, you've got the songs Winners Don't Use. And I bet you can guess what is how it goes. Um, you what we just, just heard? Yeah, you just heard it, yep. There's also No, No, No. Okay. Marijuana. Okay. Inhalants. Hmm. Cocaine and crack. <laughs> that's pretty dark, McGruff. And alcohol. All right, that's, side, that's the A side. That's, yeah, the B side, you got Just Say No. Okay. Smart Kids. Yes. Make Your Body Last. Mm-hmm. I'll Decide on My Own. <laughs> Just someone coming from a household drug problem. Oh, okay. If you're one of the one idiots, I can tell you. No, I kind of. I'm glad I'm me, which sounds kind of like a Mr. Rogers song. <laughs> yeah, honestly. very much so. And uh, yeah, we can put a link to that on uh, YouTube. There is, you can listen to all 28 minutes of it. Um, they've got the songs broken up that way. So if you ever want to hear, hey, how's inhalant sound? You know, we can 
Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, we can load that up. Maybe we'll end with one of his songs. Not a bad idea. Okay, so a little bit later, there was the ad campaign was expanded slightly. Here's a question for you. Is McGruff the only member of his family? Uh, well, that sounds like a, <laughs> a loaded question. I'm going to say no. Oh, but you would be wrong. He's the only member? No, he, he, does have, he does have one member, at least, that we know of. Oh, okay, okay. Do you remember his name? No, I don't. Oh, Scruff. Scruff? Scruff McGruff. Like a, like a little Scrappy-Doo? Yep, exactly like a little Scrappy-Doo. Let's see a commercial with him, which might have one of the catchiest endings ever to a commercial. So once you hear it, you'll probably remember it. Nephew Scruff, I'm about to run into trouble again. Hey, Bobo, where's your video game? In here. Oh, look at this. Uh-oh, it's my dad's. So Who wanna hold it? What'll I do? You'll see, but that's not the only problem he has. Hey, here's a shortcut. Not down there, Square. I don't think it's safe. Come on, the coast is clear. I'm not taking a chance, Lance. Oh, no. Whoa, whoa. Hello, dog face. Come to give us your sneakers. Uh-oh. Trouble again, Scruff. What are you gonna do now? I don't know. If you get my new comic activity book, More Adventures with Scruff, you'll find out what you can do about bullies, drugs, and guns. Am I the hero again? You'll see. And you'll see lots of games. Cool. For your free copy of my new comic activity book, write Scruff McGruff, Chicago, Illinois, 60652. Scruff, McGruff, Chicago, Illinois, 60652. And you'll be helping take a bite out of crime. I want it, I want it. I'm not sure how well that came through. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty quiet even in my ears. Yeah. Um, if I can figure out a way to splice that in later, I will. If not, you'll just have one minute of silence so you can reflect <laughs> on. Or we'll cut it and you'll wonder what we're talking about. Exactly. You'll just know we couldn't fix it. Yep, that's fine. We'll figure it out. Um, so Scruff did have quite a few other uh, instances. I uh, remember Scruff now, though. Yes, he had commercials. He was mostly focused on kids, um, not just like the kidnapping one. He was like more for the smaller kids, I guess, like don't play with guns and stuff like that. Right, good advice for kids. Um, and he actually had a 23-minute special called The No Show. Okay. And it had a few uh, stars in it that you might recognize. Here I'll play, the, I'll show you the beginning of it anyway, so you can see part of it. Well, let me jump into one of the people that you see. <laughs> She's got your number. Well, we'll see about that. Get a load of this. One flick of the real life switch and ha-ha. It goes from cartoon to real life. Yes, I like this. This will do just fine. I'm McGruff the Crime Dog, and I'm here to help take a bite out of crime. Oh, now there. Come on. Tell McGruff the problem. Well, it's just hard being different. Sure, it's hard. Uh, if you're wondering, yes, that is Drew Barrymore. Okay, <laughs> she got some really um, blown-out 80s hair there. <laughs> yes. And there is actually a, uh, a song a little bit later, which I'll play a little bit for you. 
I can find it. Oh, here we go. This is one of the songs in it. Or the song, I should say. Okay. I can roll with a message. Ah, but does it tell kids to say no to drugs? Unquestionably. Does it help me uh, take a bite out of crime? Indubitably. Then what are we waiting for, Gabby? Let's see this thing. It's a very 80s uh, song there. <laughs> yes, yes, it is a very 80s song. Um, but this was a 23-minute a, a or so uh, special that was on there. Just And do you know who that singer was? Uh, no, I don't. That's Regina. Regina. Hmm. Yeah, which I, I think she had one uh, 80s hit. I'd have to look it up. It's not ringing a bell. Uh, I think she's, yeah, she sings Baby Love. Oh, Baby Love. Okay. Yeah, Baby Love and this. Those are our two <laughs> hits. Well, a very broad <laughs> audi- uh, uh, artist. <laughs> he, was, um, he was in a couple of things. Uh, McGruff was in an episode of Webster. Oh, I, I, I don't think I remember that. Yeah, it's season four, episode one. It's titled McGruff. Okay. And when Catherine discovers that a bully is extorting lunch money from Webster and his mm. classmate, she enlists McGruff talk to the class. So she could get a hold of McGruff. That's kind of impressive. Yeah. Um, this is when McGruff walks into the room on Webster. Hi, kids. There you uh, go. That's it? Hi, kids? <laughs> no. That's just where he walks in. I don't want to play the whole thing. Okay. So basically, he just because he does the same shtick. He just says, take a bite out of crime, and he talks about the different crime. So it's interesting that it's almost like a walk-around character mascot, just like the real-life Switch in the 22-minute uh, episode. Yeah, and they're actually walk-around costumes that are still used today. Um, you can buy walk-around costumes on eBay. Oh, wow. Uh, I didn't know that yeah, McGruff was still a thing. Yeah, there's McGruff stuff. You can get, you know, shirts that say, take a bite out of crime. And you can get little dolls that they sold. You can get some of those pamphlets that you could send away for. The Scruff McGruff? Yeah, and stuff like that. Chicago, you can, Illinois? You can still buy those on eBay if you want to see what they look like. Sometimes they go for a surprising amount of money. but um, Oh, I don't there. want one that bad, but it's cool, though. Yeah, they're just, you know, like, it's a very weird odyssey. Very rare. Meet McGruff. Take a bite out of the crime. Vintage. <laughs> antique. <laughs> Yeah, sadly it is antique now. Yeah, it's a little bit odd. But a couple other things about McGruff. Going back to how effective was he. um, By the end of 81, over 50% of Americans had seen at least one McGruff advertisement. One-third reported they'd seen the advertisement more than 10 times, mostly through television. That was where 78% of the people saw them. Yeah, I'm sure. That's where I saw them. Um, there were trends on those who saw the ads more often than others. The ads were found to reach demographics that were more prone to crime, men, youth, and people with less stable residences and those in lower-class working neighborhoods. They were most truly with McGruff. Oh, well, there you go. That, I guess they targeted those correctly. And of those people, 88% were able to articulate what they were trying to get across, <laughs> with 28% pointing to the advertisement's goal of getting citizens to participate in crime prevention programs and reporting crimes to police. Yes, taking the bite out of crime. But most of them liked him. Only 3% disliked McGruff. They called him too cutesy. Hmm. Uh, well, I can fi- see that. And 57% were positive. 36% were neutral. 
They just didn't care either way. Yep. 8% said they were annoyed by the commercials. <laughs> well, if you saw them 10 or more times, I could see that happening. Um, they also surveyed adults before the ads came out and after the ads came out just to see how effective it was. And um, of the 40 personal security measures that McGruff recommended, only seven were explicitly mentioned in the advertisements, which were locking doors, leaving lights on outside, putting indoor lights on timers, asking neighbors to watch your house, watch the neighborhood, report activity, and form community groups to prevent crime. So, yeah, I wonder, it would be more interesting to me to see if there was a study to see if it had an impact on crime. Yeah, and six of those seven saw a significant increase in usage by the public after McGruff advertisements. So he did take a, at least a, a nibble at crime. Yes. Uh, the only activity that didn't see an increase was locking doors, which people said they were probably already at a plateau effect. 75% of respondents already said they locked their doors, so not many people locked their doors after that. Yeah, I can you know, see additionally. that. Yeah, you can't, if you've already done it, you can't do it. Surprisingly... Um, the only personal security measure not mentioned in a television advertisement that saw a significant increase was getting a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if it was just kind of a uh, subliminal effect that, that I need a dog to help take a bite out of crime. But um, Well, you know, having a, a guard dog or a watchdog, however you want to call that. But, you know, not all the uh, dogs did well. <laughs> and what do you mean, all the dogs did well? Well, because McGruff had a lot of walk-around characters. And oh, okay, okay. Yeah, some what kind of dog is he? Is he a bloodhound? Yeah, he's kind of like a bloodhound more than anything. Which I guess makes sense as a police dog. You know, like he would sniff out crime, maybe. Uh, yeah, um, but in 2014, a McGruff performer named John Morales mm -hmm. was arrested in Galveston, Texas. Oh, no. After a drug-sniffing dog... <laughs> <laughs> detected pot when he was pulled over for speeding. Oh, no. Police then found... He should have heard the marijuana song and took it to heart. Yeah, I know. Uh, police found diagrams of two indoor pot growing operations and a plethora of marijuana seeds. Oh, dear. They, see they raided his house. They seized 1,000 marijuana plants, 9,000 rounds of ammunition. <laughs> Yikes. For an assortment of 27 different weapons, including a grenade launcher. <laughs> Good grief. Because McGruff must have a lot of enemies. Yeah, I guess so. That is insane. And he pled guilty. He was sentenced to 16 years in jail. Oh, wow. Well, take a bite out of that. That's insane. But uh, McGruff, he's still in action today. He's mostly dealing now with elder abuse, Aww. internet crime, and identity theft. I don't, I can't remember the last time I've seen a McGruff commercial, so I don't know. Yeah, but there's, there are over 4,000 McGruffs costumes in circulation. So no, so maybe you'll see one soon. Yeah, still widely used. Well, good on you, McGruff. Thanks for all your your service. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's McGruff. Not all heroes wear collars. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, so do we have any food things to talk about? We never talk about food on here. A few things. Just, you know, I like to find snacks. And there's different snack blogs that I follow that kind of do the heavy lifting for me. Um, so just a few things that are interesting that I'm still looking for right now. Something called Starburst Swirlers, which are these little chewy sticks that have... Like the Starburst candy? Yeah, like Starburst candy, but they are all mixed together. Like you'll have one that's strawberry orange, one that's strawberry cherry, one that's lemon cherry, and they're supposed to be a little bit softer than regular Starburst, mm. which are pretty chewy. Yeah, I was going to say. So softer probably would be a good idea. Yeah, it would be a great idea. 
Seven Eleven has their Seven Select brand, and they have different flavors of pie that I want to try. Okay. I like snack pies, fruit pies, things like that. Razzleberry, uh, key lime, and peaches and cream all sound pretty delightful. Yeah, those all sound great. I have to check those out sometime. I know. Last time I looked, I couldn't find any, but hope springs eternal. I'm sure it's just a matter of time. Oh, I'm sure. What did you have? Anything? Oh, yeah, I've got a few. Little Caesars has a pepperoni, cheesier, cheesier pizza out now, hmm. which has got some extra mozzarella on it and a, a Parmesan Asiago crust. Uh, Chips Ahoy's got a limited edition Sour Patch Kids cookies. Oh, I don't yeah. know about that. I know. It might be okay, but I don't have a lot of high Look, hopes I about like that. Chips Ahoy cookies. I don't like Sour Patch Kids candy. I just don't know that I want them both together. Yeah, also on the can on the cookie front, Keebler's uh, Fudge Stripes—they have a special batch out now called Hot Fudge Sunday. Hmm, that sounds good, but it's hard to mess up a Fudge Stripe. I would not mess with perfection there. Yep, um, Doritos has flaming hot Doritos tacos. Yes, um, yes, that's a Taco Bell, right? Yep, yep, yep. Taco Bell. Oh, and a new cereal, Frosted Flakes are not sweet enough apparently. So, so now you can get Frosted Flakes with marshmallows. <laughs> oh wow, that's very. Uh, that's new. I don't remember them ever having marshmallows. You got Tony the Tiger inspired marshmallow shapes as okay. part of it. Well, that sounds gross. But Those marshmallow shapes include Tony's face, his power paw, his sporty scarf, and a sweet swirl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I mean, sure. I don't think I'll be trying them, but <laughs> if, if you're interested in that, there you go. Yeah. I'm not against marshmallows. I mean, I dump extra marshmallows on top of my Lucky Charms, but I don't think I want them with my... I don't know how the texture would be with Frosted Flakes. It just seems odd. Yeah, I'm not sure how that would be good either. I think that they work with Lucky Charms because the cereal is kind of bland. If you have a sweet cereal and marshmallows, that's a lot. It's kind of like the Monster cereals a little bit. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. Well, uh, I think I hear crypto scratching up the door. So it might be McGruff. Yeah, it might be know. McGruff. Ready to take a bite out of crime. So, um, if you want to help support us, you can follow us on uh, Twitter at Pack Bros Podcast. P A C K B R O S Podcast dot com. Go to Facebook dot com slash Pack Bros Podcast. You can go to our website Pack Bros Podcast dot com. Or you can email us at packbrospodcast at gmail.com. Yes, indeed. Always willing to uh, hear from our fan or our fans, whoever's out there. All right. Well, let's uh, jump randomly into the McGruff Smart Kids album and let him play us out with some random selection here. All right. I like it. All right. All right. Thanks. And we will uh, see you next time in podcast land. All right. Thanks for listening. All right, take it, McGruff. Mama, maybe other kids are doing drugs and saying that you really ought to come along. Mama, maybe they don't know that trouble will be staying. So you know you oughta sing this song Just say no